For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ. Let's pray together. Dear God in heaven, we ask you to join us here this morning, and we trust that you have kept your promise and are here among us. May my words be your words and all of our thoughts your thoughts. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Once there was a little red hen who lived in a barnyard with her three chicks and a duck, a pig, and a cat. Some of you may know where this is going. One day the little red hen found some grains of wheat. Look, look, she clucked, who will help me plant this wheat? Not I, quacked the duck, and he waddled away. Not I, oinked the pig, and he trotted away. Not I, mewed the cat, and he padded away. Then I will plant it myself, said the little red hen. And she did. When the wheat was tall and golden, the little red hen knew it was ready to be cut. Who will help me cut the wheat, she asked. Not I, said the duck. Not I, said the pig. Not I, said the cat. Then I will cut the wheat myself, said the little red hen. And she did. Now, said the little red hen, it is time to take the wheat to the miller so he can grind it into flour. Who will help me? Not I, said the duck. Not I, said the pig. Not I, said the cat. Then I will have to take the wheat to the miller myself, said the little red hen. And she did. The miller ground the wheat into fine white flour and put it into a sack for the little red hen. When she returned to the yard, the little red hen asked, Who will help me make this flour into dough? Not I, said the duck, the pig, and the cat all at once. Then I will make the dough myself, said the little red hen, and she did. When the dough was ready to go into the oven, the little red hen asked, Who will help me bake the bread? Not I, said the duck. Not I, said the pig. Not I, said the cat. Then I will bake it myself, said the little red hen, and she did. Soon the bread was ready. As she took it from the oven, the little red hen asked, Well... Who will help me eat this warm, fresh bread? I will, said the duck. I will, said the pig. I will, said the cat. No, you won't, said the little red hen. You wouldn't help me plant the seed, cut the wheat, go to the miller, make the dough, or bake the bread. Now my three chicks and I will eat this bread ourselves. And that's just what they did. The end. This... My brothers and sisters, is how the world works. If you don't put in, you don't get to take out. If you don't help with the production, you don't get to eat the result. You don't get to reap what you do not sow. The duck, the pig, and the cat didn't help with the work, with the planting, the cutting, the carrying, the kneading, or the baking. So they don't get to participate in the eating. Ronald Reagan actually told a version of this story in which the 
little red hen was at the end forced to give the bread to the people, the animals, excuse me, who had not worked for it. And the result was the entire barnyard ended up in poverty because she no longer had the, um, the impetus to work hard. That's hilarious, by the way. If the moral of the story is that you can't reap, the, of, you can't reap what you don't work for, Reagan took it one step further and said that if you, were gonna, if you did get the benefit of something that you hadn't contributed to, it would ruin everything. Right? Who wants to work hard if someone who didn't work gets what they don't deserve? If they get what you worked hard for, wouldn't that ruin the whole system? I wonder, though, what St. Paul might say about the story of this little red hen. He says in our reading from Philippians this morning that he regards everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Jesus Christ my Lord. For his sake, says St. Paul, I have suffered the loss of all things and I regard them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Here's the key part. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God based on faith. Now, there's a lot to be said about this piece of scripture, but the line that I want us to focus on this morning is where Paul says that he does not have a righteousness of his own but that he, in fact, has a righteousness that comes to him through faith in Jesus Christ. And then he clarifies even further, the righteousness is actually from God, based on faith. Now, the little red hen determines the righteousness of the duck, the pig, and the cat based on the law, based on their obedience based on their willingness to work, based on their helping her out or not. When the duck, the pig, and the cat don't help the little red hen, she decides that they are unrighteous, unworthy of the reward, unworthy of the bread that comes from the work. They have, in a sense, broken the law. They have been unhelpful. So why should they get what a law keeper would get, a taste of that delicious bread. Paul is saying that he's just like the duck and the pig and the cat. He says when it comes to righteousness that comes from the law, he doesn't have any. If you look at the beginning of the reading, though, it starts out, Like he's going to say that he has all of it. He says, if anyone has reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, member of the people of Israel, tribe of Benjamin, Hebrew born of Hebrews, as to the law of Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. He's ticking off the boxes. And he's saying... I have been doing this life better than anyone. So if anyone could say, I deserve some of that bread, it would be me. But then what does St. Paul say 
He says, yet whatever gains I had, these I have come to regard as loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Despite the way Paul is viewed on the outside, he knows that he is less than worthy. He feels that he's a steward, steward who has done wrong. He wouldn't have helped turn those grains of wheat into a loaf of bread either. Now, there's another group of p- p- people who wouldn't have helped turn those grains of wheat into bread that came into my head as I was reading this scripture this week. Um, the parable of the tenants in the vineyard that Jesus tells in Matthew chapter 21. You will probably have heard this story. There's a landowner who owns a vineyard and he goes out of the country. So what he does is he leases the vineyard to tenants. And the, the arrangement is that every so often he's going to send a servant back to collect the profits. They're going to do the work, keep some of it, but then he's going to send a servant back to collect the profits. And of course, the tenants think this isn't a very good deal for them. So when the servants come, they treat them poorly. They insult them. They beat them up. They don't give them the landowner's profits. And this happens several times. So eventually, the landowner says, well, they're treating my servants so poorly, I'll send my own son. He says to himself, surely they'll respect my son. But when the son arrives at the vineyard, the the tenants think to themselves, this is the heir. If we get rid of the heir, maybe we'll get to keep the vineyard. And so they kill the son of the landowner. And Jesus, who is telling this story, asks the Pharisees to whom he's telling the story, what is the landowner going to do now? And they say, he's going to kill those tenants. And Jesus says, you're exactly right. He's going to throw them out And he's going to take the vineyard and give it to tenants who are more worthy than those wicked tenants who had it before. And then, to illustrate the real point of the story, Jesus quotes Psalm 118 and he says, The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Now, Unfortunately for us, this is one of those parables that's quite easy to interpret. We are the tenants. God is the owner and Jesus is the son. We have been left in charge and we have not been doing a great job. And so God sends his son to earth and we killed him. Now, according to the law, the rules, the standard of our own behavior, we ought to be thrown out of the vineyard and the vineyard be given to someone else, someone more worthy, someone more righteous. St. Paul feels this way about himself. By all rights, he thinks the vineyard should be given to someone else. He's not righteous. He's not good. 
and neither are we. His righteousness, his goodness, he says, comes from somewhere else. So must ours. Now, at first he says that this righteousness, this goodness, comes through faith in Jesus Christ. That stone that the builders rejected. That son that the tenants killed. But then, it's almost as if St. Paul realizes that he's got to be a little bit more specific. Right? He realizes that because of the way the human heart is wired, because of the chemistry of the human brain, he knows that we're going to hear him say this, and we're going to think that St. Paul is saying, well, I didn't do any of the good stuff that I was supposed to do. I didn't follow the law, but I did do one good thing. I did have faith. And this righteousness is a reward for my faith. So the one good work that you have to do is have faith. So St. Paul clarifies again. He says that this righteousness is from God. It's actually God's righteousness. It's given to us based on faith, but if it was a righteousness that was given to us because of the quality of our faith, it would be our righteousness. We would have earned it. We would have deserved it. St. Paul says this is God's own righteousness given to us. Once there was a little bunny who wanted to run away. So he said to his mother, I am running away. If you run away, said his mother, I will run after you, for you are my little bunny. If you run after me, said the little bunny, I will become a fish in a trout stream, and I will swim away from you. If you become a fish in a trout stream, said his mother, I will become a fisherman, and I will fish for you. If you become a fisherman, said the little bunny, I will become a rock on the mountain high above you. If you become a rock on a mountain high above me, said his mother, I will become a mountain climber. And I will climb to where you are. If you become a mountain climber, said the little bunny, I will be a crocus in a hidden garden. If you become a crocus in a hidden garden, said his mother, I will be a gardener and I will find you. If you are a gardener and find me, said the little bunny, I will be a bird and fly away from you. If you become a bird and fly away from me, said his mother, I will be a tree that you come home to. If you become a tree, said the little bunny, I will become a little sailboat and I will sail away from you. If you become a sailboat and sail away from me, said his mother, I will become the wind and blow you where I want you to go. If you become the wind and blow me, said the little bunny, I will join a circus and fly away on a flying trapeze. If you go flying on a flying trapeze, said his mother, I will be a tightrope walker, and I will walk across the air to you. If you become a tightrope walker and walk across the air, said the bunny, I will become a little boy and run into a house. If you become a little boy and run into a house, said the mother bunny, I will become your mother and catch you in my arms and hug you. Shucks, said the bunny. I might as well stay where I am. 
and be your little bunny. And so he did. Have a carrot, said the mother bunny. We have a God who does not require that we be involved in the recipe for salvation. We have a God who doesn't even require that we show up. We have a God who will chase us down, who will stop at nothing to find us, to catch us in his arms and hug us. In our reading from Isaiah, the Lord says, Behold, I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The world of the little red hen is wilderness and desert. You get only what you deserve. This is bad news for those of us who haven't helped make the bread. But God says... Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God takes the world of the little red hen, which is wilderness and desert, and he makes it into the world of the runaway bunny with rivers and away. We have a God who gives us a gift after he's done chasing us down. He gives us forgiveness and eternal life, though we run from him every day. In fact, he gives us the righteousness, the goodness of his very own son. We live in the world of the little red hen every day. But we have been given the world of the runaway bunny. We take out what we don't put in. We reap where we do not sow. The stone that the builders rejected, Jesus Christ, has become the chief cornerstone, the thing upon which everything else depends. He is the author and perfecter of our faith. Now, the little red hen is perfectly true. Only the good get the benefits. Only the righteous are saved. But Jesus is both the source of our righteousness, the source of our goodness, and the method by which we are made good. Because God is the mother bunny, chasing us down. And giving us gifts. The righteousness of another. His own son. Freely given to us. Amen.